What is up, Devil fans? It is Wednesday, May 10th at 5.50 p.m. And you are listening to The Trap Podcast. Welcome, I am your host, Bill Botch, and we have Bill Sr., a.k.a. The Pickle, with us as well. I hope everyone is doing well after a 6-1 shellacking last night in Newark. In a pivotal game three, game four, that the Devils, it was a must win. And um, very, very disappointing performance by a team that has consistently pulled itself up off the ground, gotten itself up off the mat. They didn't have it last night. We're going to get into that. This shouldn't be a very long podcast because it's pretty straightforward if you look at the game. I mean... There wasn't much going on from a devil's standpoint, but we're going to hop right into it anyway. So obviously the devils were coming into the game um, down in the series two to one. And you thought that this was very reminiscent of the series that the devils had just played versus the New York Rangers. And you thought if they could continue to build off of their game, the way that they built off a game three versus the Rangers that if they were able to pull out a W yesterday, you're now looking at an even series going back to Carolina with the momentum and confidence is key when it comes to professional sports and confidence is everything to me. So um, you knew that you were going to get a very, very motivated and angry team led by Rod Brindamore after the performance they put on on Sunday. That was not a very Carolina-like performance, but um, teams lay duds. Like, it happens. And they came out and they said, I don't know what the hell that was. That wasn't our kind of game. And you knew that they were going to give the Devils their best shot. Now, what you didn't know was how were the Devils going to respond? Were they going to continue to build off of an eight-goal Sunday afternoon performance? were Timo Meyer and Nico Heischers, who finally got on the scoreboard for the first time in the series, going to be able to start putting the puck in the net now that they have the monkey off of their back. There was a lot of, was Luke Hughes going to, you know, try to grow off of a game in which he was, you know, responsible for two goals against for sure, but he looked pretty comfortable with the puck and, um, the Devils overall looked really good on Sunday, but what were we going to get from them? So going into the going into the game last night, there was a couple variables that I think majority of Devils fans were, you know, questioning. So I think 99% of the Devils fans would have preferred Akira Schmid getting the start um, over Vitek Vanacek. But let's be real, like, Akira Schmidt has been very, very leaky in his last couple games. He's been pulled in three of his last five. He does not look like the same. He does not look as confident as he did in the Ranger series. With that said, 
Uh, Vitek Vanacek has also not looked great during the playoffs. He was the first 30-goal winner for the Devils in in a regular season since Marty Brodeur. So he definitely has played very well all season in order to get us to this point. He looked kind of shaky in the game, uh, game three, in my opinion, but it's hard to really fault him for those goals because majority of the goals came off of odd man rushes and breakaways, defensive lapses, especially on the power play, um, which led to shorthanded goals. So it's kind of hard to really blame him for the goals against in the in game three. Um, knowing Lindy Ruff's thought process, I was not surprised when he turned to Vanacek. And honestly, I, I didn't think it was that crazy of an idea, like as if they were to like throw Mackenzie Blackwood in, that would be really off the wall to me. I didn't think it was that nuts of an idea to play Vanacek, um, just because Schmidt has looked uh, a little leaky, in my opinion. So he doesn't want to mess with the lines going into game four. They decide to go 11-7 and seven again, which I think is asinine. I, I don't like it at all. But with Graves being injured, uh, I can understand them wanting to protect Luke Hughes. Hughes looked okay in game three. He obviously was responsible for two goals against, and game four w- was brutal. He, he Luke Hughes had an awful game. He was had a 21 expected goals for percentage, and he was on the ice for four goals. He was very lost out there. Um, got caught on the first goal, which was the most important one, trying to get to the bench on a line change, forcing a pass up the middle to McLeod, which turned into a turnover and went the other way. And throughout the night, he tried to do a little too much. He Multiple times, he tried to basically skate through the entire team, tried to force pucks up the middle, and he he had a really rough go. And like to be honest with you, this is what's going to happen when you put a 19-year-old in versus the Carolina Hurricanes. This is exactly what I've been screaming for the past week, is if you were going to play Hughes, play him in the Rangers series. The Rangers do not have a forecheck like like the Devils, or like the Carolina does. There's a lot more open ice. It would have been an opportune time if you wanted to get him on the ice. This was not the matchup to do it in. And this is what happens. This is what happens. We talk about... Now, do you, do you blame him for that first goal? Yeah. Like, I know he was going to the bench, but I, yeah. I kind of felt yes. like... Yes. I kind of I felt like he did make that pass, and it did connect, and then I think it was Palat had it stolen from him. Um, it was which, Mike McLeod. Oh, it was Mike McLeod? I, I felt like he had that stolen from him, and that's what, you know, turned it back our, our way, and obviously he was out of position at that point. But um, I it's don't know. It's because he was I, skating up the boards to go to the bench instead of in, in the middle of the ice. The, the, basically, it led right to the, where he was at. He was on no, the, it definitely did. He was on the ice for did. four goals. Like, he, he had a really bad game. Um, and this is what we talk about when we talk about this is what you're going to get next year. Everyone that's been shitting on Damon Severson and 
you know, people give Graves a hard time. It's like this is what you're going to get when you put in a 19-year-old defenseman who you expect to play full-time on your on your back end, and you're going to have a Nemitz on your back end too, I'm assuming, when you don't have Graves and Severson there. And these are going to be foundational, great players for your team. They're going to be franchise players. Yeah, I'm but, so looking forward to seeing them. But they're going to make a boatload of mistakes. A boatload of mistakes that the players that we've been dogging for the past however many years don't make on a regular night basis. Severson makes some bonehead plays. There's no doubt about it. Graves too. But they are pretty responsible compared to what you're going to get from Luke Hughes and Nemitz next year. And that's why it was so important for the Devils to try to t- make the most of this team that they have now and try to make a run because it over it, overall it was pretty well-rounded. Um, you know, what what is unacceptable is the rest of the defensemen on the team making the same kind of mistakes. And our defense was awful. They could not move the puck around. They... We had 21 turnovers last night. Yeah, they, they were truly horrible. We couldn't get the puck out of the zone. We went D to D to D three three or four times, which Lindy Ruff brought up in the press conference and was like, that is a that is like the the equation for death. Like that does not work. And we'll get into it. The Devils ended up they they scored in the first two minutes of the game, and Meyer. It was a it was a shot from Meyer that was tipped by Hughes. We're up one nothing, and really like for about five minutes the Devils had their legs, and after that the ice completely tilted. They looked like they were mentally exhausted, and they skated like they all had center blocks on their feet. They were outworked. They could not execute a pass. They made horrible decisions with the puck, and it wasn't just one guy. It was, it was everybody. It was yeah, that was, that was a team effort. It was the complete opposite of what we saw in game three. It was bad. And yeah. they let up the goal with two minutes left in the period, and I've never gone into an intermission feeling worse about having a tie game. Everybody in that place felt uneasy, because the, the ice had been tilted for 10 minutes and it was just an onslaught. And we've seen it time and time and time again where the Devils come out in the first 10 minutes of the game. They aren't able to capitalize on their scoring chances. They had Freddie. Freddie Anderson was on the ropes. He looked so shaky in the first five minutes of the game. They didn't get any pucks on net. Typical, This is we've seen this over and over and over where they don't want to shoot. Nobody wants to shoot the puck. And... They ends up, he gets a little confidence. He gets out of that period. And how many times have we seen the Devils just get destroyed in the second period? And I don't know whether it's a long change or if they're not mentally prepared or what it is or another coach is making adjustments and we're not making adjustments. I don't know what it is. I don't have the answer. But to let up five goals in one period after you let up four goals in a period last week, it's like there's clearly an issue with the team either being motivated or getting their ass off the ice or making smart plays with the puck to live to fight another day so you can make a change. 
They are, they were awful. And five goals in a period is completely unacceptable. And you have seen it. And it's, this is, this is what a rookie, this is what it looks like when a bunch of kids are playing in the playoffs who have no experience. Who gets blown out five to one, five to one, five to one, six to one. Those do not sound like playoff games. It's like, how do you play that good in on Sunday? Or how do you play that good in game seven or game five versus the Rangers? And you play that awful in the other games. You literally, as soon as you're down by a goal or two, you completely abandon what got you there and you try all this other shit and it leads to turnover after turnover and you're overthinking things and they have no confidence in their system at all. And it leads to a shellacking. And that's exactly what happened again last night. The wheels started to fall off a little bit. They were down two to one and they literally looked like they gave up and they didn't know what they were doing. They like, they looked, there was no chemistry on the ice whatsoever. And it turned into a bunch of exactly what you talk about. It talks about, it was a bunch of single players out there trying to make something happen solo instead of people just playing in a system together. And even if they were playing in a system together, they couldn't connect the pass anyway. No, they, they, they definitely abandoned their game. And they were saying that, I don't know whether it was a record for uh, Carolina Hurricane or uh, NHL record, but they said that that was the most goals scored in a period in a playoff game. That's just... It's pathetic. Yeah, it, it was bad. And they it, no, it didn't look like anybody was... It looked exactly what you're saying. Like, it kind of looked like everybody was trying to do everything themselves. And, you know, those those east west passes are are just like you know maybe that's the adjustment that carolina made they you know they just started stepping into those passes rather than going north south and you know why our our fourth line has been so incredibly successful by dumping it in and you know and just grinding um yeah it was it was bad you couldn't you you can't pick a player you can't pick a player um, because I didn't think anybody really played good. Nobody played good, but you, you, we can't. You can't. Not Guys played hard. When you're gonna, you're gonna talk about. You know, we're gonna talk about Luke Hughes. Like he's like he's going to be a superstar. Like we have to like keep it real. Like we can't just like pat him on the back all the time. He no he played and I, awful last night, and and you know, it parlays itself when you when your goaltending doesn't step up either, and it's like Vanacek did not have a good game. It's like. If you're rough, you have to either make a move and make an adjustment after he lets up his third or fourth goal or let him stay in there for the whole game and save Akira Schmid's me- mental makeup for the next game because to send him in there at the end of when it's 6 to 1 I, or 5 to 1, I'm not sh- really sure what that's accomplishing besides you're saving face for Vitek Vanacek at that point. Well, he wound up he played he played half of the game and you know, he only let up one goal. He played so. a period. He play, he came in with two minutes yeah. left in the in the second period, and he let up a goal right away. And then, I mean, I didn't even stay for the third period, but I'm assuming um, he he had ten shots on net after that. So prior to that, he let up a goal on two shots, and it was like at that point it was six to one. My point is, you took the timeout. If you were going to take the timeout because you needed to shake things up. 
you should have replaced the goalie too. And if you, it's not like Vanacek was that much better than Schmid or was like, it was like you had a Shesterkin and Halak situation to where you're going to leave Shesterkin in there and he's clearly your number one. It was like Vanacek and Schmid have kind of been on the same level during the playoffs. If you see the game getting away from Vanacek, you had an opportunity to pull him and try to shake things up for your team. And he didn't do it. He took the, he took the timeout. So, like, if you're willing to take the timeout, I don't understand why you would leave the goaltender in there um, unless you were literally just trying to, like, save face with him and not embarrass him after he had let out five goals. It didn't make any sense to me. Well, that, that ship had sailed already. Well, why I didn't mean, you he, do it earlier? He had to be, he had to be super embarrassed. Um, he, I don't know why, why he didn't. I, I was, I was, I was earlier. truly surprised that he played him because, you know, I I know we won eight to four, but I didn't think Vanacek was really I, seeing the puck that well. We had they had how many posts on him, and uh, even last night I didn't he it didn't seem like he was really seeing the puck. He scrambled good in front of the net and stuff. But there were a couple times where he thought he had the puck in his pads and and the play is still going on on the other side of the ice and he's got his head down. Um, I, I don't know. He didn't look very sharp. And but but, he, but Schmidt does not look sharp either. And Schmidt has looked very uh, – Schmidt has not looked very good, in my opinion, in the past couple of games that he's played. Obviously, I mean, he's been pulled three times in his last five games, so he hasn't looked that good. Right. But it's like – you know, I, I'm not going to second-guess Lindy Ruff. At this point, I was like, I'm going to go with the flow, and whatever Lindy Ruff decides, I'm going to go with it because he has pushed all the right buttons the entire year. I mean, Absolutely. let's be real. He's been amazing. Yeah, no, for sure. And he's, for sure. you know, he's been nominated for a Jack Adams Award, and rightfully so. He's really turned this team around. He's figured out. He's got his finger on the pulse of the team, you would like to think. But... I did think, and I knew that he was going to play Vanacek just because you could tell the, his mentality going in. It's like the same reason why he he's benching Kevin Ball, and like Kevin Ball has not played well, and it's like he knows he's not going to risk it. He's going to say no, like you're a kid, and you're kind of you've had three bad games in a row. We're going to play ben, Brendan Smith over you, and you kind of know that that's his thought process. He values he values experience. Let's be real, and he values guys that are hard to play against and it didn't surprise me when they gave Vanacek the nod and it was like in my opinion I thought you know what Vanacek has won 30 games he's due for a good game like we've seen what he can right, do Vanacek right. can stand on his head like no absolutely if, if if Ruff sees something in Vanacek right now that he thinks he gives us the best chance to win then you know what I'm going with him too if he said, all right, we're going to play Mackenzie Blackwood, like some of like Elliot Friedman and some of these other places, <laughs> well, real people were bringing that up, that that was actually no, I going know, to happen. No, I know, I so know. It was it's, so scary. <laughs> it's like, it, it wasn't that funny. Like, I, I was like, okay, well, that would suck because, I mean, obviously he's given Blackwood the longest leash out of anybody. But overall, it's like they could have had – Patrick Juan that last night and they were losing that game right. and they deserve to lose the game. They did not win board battles. All the things that they really made it a point going into game three where Nico Heischer came out and he said, like, we should be ashamed of ourselves. He, he said the same thing after game four. 
Right. And and and, and it I I think our D's really got to take the brunt of this. They really got to take, it, you know. But we didn't but we didn't back check. Our wingers did not back check and the wingers have to win some battles along the boards too and they didn't. So it this is not just this is a collaborative effort of right. Not our forwards did not skate. Can I ask you a question? What what do you think of Dougie Hamilton's play through the playoffs? I mean, well, I I know he had the big goal to keep us going with the Rangers, but he's he's he minus six. He's he's got the worst plus minus. Um, he he seemed like he got exposed last night on defense. Obviously, he's he's a critical player for us. He's, he's one of on our the best ice the players. Most, he's also on the ice. The he most. is. So he is. yes, he he got exposed. But I mean, um. <clears throat> I mean, if you look at, he was one of our highest expected goals. Out of anybody, actually, I think he he was the highest on the team in expected goals. If you can't give him an opportunity to jump into the play, you're really you're handicapping him. You're you're you have him handcuffed. It's like right. That's not so. So our wingers are to blame then for I, not I'm, for not covering up for him. I'm not, I I think everyone was awful last night. I think that if you, if you can't push play and you don't have any outlet passes and you're not moving the puck up the ice and you just hem Dougie Hamilton in his own zone, he's going to look really bad. And we know that. Like, that's not, Dougie Hamilton is not going to ever, you know, he's not the, He's not going to be John Marino, or he's not right. going to be. I just he just seemed like he was behind the play, a lot, a real lot. Whether it was because Carolina was breaking out so well, or you know, he just seemed like he was chasing. He did a lot of chasing last he, night. Yeah, he had three shots on net, so he was second on the team in shots. He and like I said, he led in expected goals. Um, but I would not say that he's played good i mean no. I, i'm not gonna give him that um no all the guys but, that we expected to really step up all, all of our you know all of our our key players that we really expected i mean timo Myers probably been leading the team um we you know we haven't seen we haven't seen brat show up we haven't really seen uh as far as i'm talking about the score sheet like nico and you know, just all the guys that, that won all these games for us this year in the playoffs, it's, you know, we just aren't seeing them, you know. In in the in the three games that we lost, we scored three goals in three games. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, it was. And most of them were, were from, you know, our fourth line. It was gross. It was, it was, it, it was gross. And it, and Luke Hughes was, he was exposed last night too. Um, but God, I, I look at him Ball and I too. see, I see a superstar. I, I see somebody that, that's going Dad. to be. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that Luke Hughes is going to be a superstar. I don't think Going that. end to end, he is going to be, I feel like he's going to be unstoppable. He well, is. He, like he is. He, last night. And, well, uh, he has. He has the the puck is just glued to his stick, and he's you know, and he's just effortlessly just cruising through people. He did get stripped. He did get stripped. Um, and he has you know. He, Dad, but he was 
no one, no Devil fan listening to this podcast is going to think that Luke Hughes is not going to be amazing. He is. And we, everyone would agree with you. But to think that he was effortless last night, he was, we've only seen him in four NHL games. Right. He's been on ice for six goals in two games. No, he was flat-footed. He was flat-footed. He on, looked bad. On, I think the, the second goal of the game, he was flat-footed and just standing standing around rather than picking up somebody. Um, yeah, it's, you know. We gave the puck away 26 times last night. We did. We did. There's nothing good to talk about about this game. There's nothing positive that you could take uh, away except for maybe you didn't hit a lot of traffic on the way we, home. We hit. We took the puck away two times and they took it away 26 times ouch you cannot win like that no you definitely can't jack hughes had six giveaways alone by himself brendan which really isn't which you know which really isn't him turning the puck over is kind of become commonplace now like trying to trying to go through three or four guys until well, he turned the puck stuff. over in the first period when it was one nothing by literally throwing the puck in front of our own net and giving up a scoring chance where it was literally whoever it was standing in front of Vanacek with two plain shots right on net and it was like right it, he and it was like two amazing saves and then Miles Wood had the puck and skated it into our own zone at one point and like deked our goaltender and then fell into the goaltender i was like what the hell is going on i said there's not enough goaltenders for him to run so he's got to run our own brendan smith brendan smith gave away the puck four times last night and was so he had so many not so many but he had multiple opportunities to let a shot go and he hesitated waited for the lane to close and shot it directly into a defenseman that turned the other way. Right. Right. Is there's, you know, there's just nothing. And like, all I could think of, all I could think of like three quarters of the way through the first period is what you've been saying that, you know, treat each period like it's a game. And I'm like, just get out of this period, just get out of this period. And it's like, we, we just couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. We couldn't outwork them. Um, oh, once again, the, the board good. battle, the board battles, I mean, they just annihilated us along oh, the boards. Okay, yeah, but it was, it was the board battle and it was the middle of the ice. So therefore, you're really running out of room to lose your, you lose your battles on the ice. Well, we might have won the bench battle. <laughs> Which Kevin we, Ball was benched. Um, yeah. He has definitely regressed in the past three games. And... I mean, different opponent, you know, it's a different opponent. It was, it was a team that was ready for the playoffs. Um, you this know, this team has been building itself for the playoffs for the past couple of years. And right. They, and it shows you the difference between a good team and a team that's trying to win the Stanley cup. And it's right. like, there is no coming back. They could, I mean, that's why you play. They, but they it's like, could, but it's like, there's no coming back when it's six to one. Like this team knows how to show up. There's no coming back after four to one, to be honest with you. It's like, this team knows how to defend a lead. They, you're not, nothing's coming for free against them. Right. And it's like, the devils are just too easy to play against. I mean, we could, we could get into, we can get into all the players if we want. I mean, 
No, but. I don't think yeah, I really don't think you have to. I think everybody everybody that that's listening to this watch the game and they all see how how terrible it was and you were, you know, if what are you we would have just for Brat, like seriously, like you know, he's a, he's a guy that didn't show up for the playoffs. So now that's going to be pinned on him. Are you, as a lot of the other guys, are you a playoff player? I mean, you look at, you know, you look at, well, this guy has as many points as this guy and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, you, you, you know, Timo came like he's a playoff player. I mean, our top guys are, are Nico's and, and, you know, even Mike McLeod, man, it's like he's gonna get a he'll get a reputation. What, he's a playoff player. What do you what are you gonna do with Jesper Bratt? I think he, I think he's going to earn what what he's going to earn, and or else he's going to leave. And you know, like like we were talking, um, the Rangers picked up Tarasenko, they picked up Patrick Kane, they picked up Mott. I mean, just trying to pick up superstars don't win a game. They you know um, you have to build a team. We needed a Timo, and we added a Timo, and what a difference it made. You know, we have a lot of small, fast guys. You know, we don't need, he's not, he's not critical, so I think that they're going to give him, you know, I, I don't think, I think he should have taken his contract last year. Oh, he lost money for sure. He and definitely it's lost It's going to come down to, there's a lot money. of talk about Connor Hellebuck, and obviously Connor Hellebuck is wants to win and he is a franchise goaltender if brat's not willing to sign a deal and you could trade brat for counter hellebuck that is no i hear you that I is hear something you. that would really propel the team to the next level but yeah. it's like you can't you can't take away from his talent he definitely has talent he's a young kid you know you would like to see all the young players grow together and you know, and learn from this experience and then come back that much better next year. Um, so would I under a real contract under a good contract. Right. But I think, I think that, that, I think that that is what he's deserving of. Um, you know, I think that, deserving of what? that a real contract, not a, not a, you know, he's not going to be making eight, $9 million. He's not going to be making Timo money. That's just that's just not going to happen. Obviously. Um, what so, would you sign him for? What is he worth to you now? Well, I'm. You know what? It's like I'm not going to. I'm not going to 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 say that he's not worth a decent contract because he is. Uh, he's what just number? about. He's just under a point a game player. So, you know, I think he's going to make in the sixes. Yeah, I know. High he, sixes. He, want, he wanted eight six months no, ago. No, I know he did. I know he did. I know he did. But I, I it's not six months ago. And, you know, he did take, a, uh, he didn't take a, a half a step back, but he took a little bit of a step back because he, he wasn't a point a game player. I think he had, what do you have, 71 points in 82 games? Well, he, he, um, yeah, he did the same thing that he did last year. He had the same stats that he did last year. And then when it was time to show up, He's, he's been nowhere and that's disappointing and that's goes to see that's the same exact thing it's like <clears throat> the difference between not getting on a score sheet between 
Brett and Nico and, and Timo is like, you can see all the impressions on the series from not so much this series, actually from Nico, but you could see the impression that Nico left on the Ranger series. And obviously what Timo did on the Ranger series, but it's like, Brat doesn't have that physicality and Brat doesn't have the versatility to play in different situations to where it really limits what his value is. You know what I mean? Like right. if he's not putting pucks in the net, it's really, you're really kind of screwed. You know what I mean? Like, um, <clears throat> but you know, you see the way that Hughes played Luke Hughes played last night. And then this is just something that I've been trying to like preach into people's heads. Like, you're going to have him and Nemitz possibly playing together next year. And there's going to be a lot of mistakes. And I, and it's like, people are going to, you just know the mentality and it's a very New York, New Jersey, which is, it's, which is wrong, which is wrong, but either way, it's going to cost it. It's going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to, it's going to cost us some games and you're going to be pissed about it. And rightfully so. It's like, you have a right to be pissed when a player costs you a game, but people have to look at the big picture and know that like understand what you're getting understand that Luke Hughes is going to be a franchise defenseman Simone Nemitz is going to be a franchise defenseman but it's not going to come without growing pains and that's why this year was kind of special and that's why if Graves is at 90% and he's able to skate he should be playing he should definitely be playing he should definitely be playing um i i hate the 1172 um you know, I think that they, you know, I think they just didn't want to put, roll four lines. And I don't know how you don't roll four lines when your fourth line has been the most productive. Well, they don't have a third line. That's why. Well, you know, and then it's it, then it's like, it well, are you telling me that, that Tatar can't play? Or are you telling me that uh, Mercer can't play? Because if you're, you know, and I kind of think. I think you were saying about the eye test and I think it, it is, it's the, you know, it's how you're, um, I think it's w- whatever glasses you're looking through at the time that, you know, you start pulling up the stats and stuff and, and guys like in the beginning of the year, I saw no value in, in hall. And I mean, I just, I picked, I picked his ass apart. I mean, every single thing he did wrong and wasn't getting on the, wasn't getting on the score sheet. But how sheet. could you not see the other stuff that he was doing? I do, I do now. I do now is is the point that I'm I'm trying to make. So if you were to look at if you were to look at stats or you're to to look at all of this stuff that's happened through the playoffs, I mean, you're looking at a lot of players that really do have value and a lot of players that don't have as much value. And, you know, you can't run it off a of stats. You have to run it off of, you know, what they did. And is it fair to to judge judge these people after you know Luke Hughes had had two playoff games and you know the rest of the guys had eleven playoff games? I don't know. Well, what do you mean? Um, we're talking about last night. Well, we are talking about last night, but I'm, we're talking about contracts too going forward. Um, and going forward, it's like all of a sudden Mike McLeod looks like he needs a big raise. Which, yeah, I mean, I still think he's a fourth line center, so you can only he is a fourth, a fourth line. You can only center. pay a fourth Absolutely. line center so much money, and I think he knows that too. And I think he's probably pretty grateful that the devil stood by him while he had all this bullshit surrounding him too. So I would not be surprised if Mike McLeod took a very team friendly deal. And 
giving himself. I a hope comfort. he does. Giving yeah, himself, I, 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 I hope he does. I don't think Mike McLeod is going to try to break the bank on us. I think no, I don't think he's going to try and break the bank. But I think other teams are going to look at. Well, here's a guy that that's the best face-off guy in the league, and you know he shows up in the playoffs. It's like I think that they he may get some interest. Um, but is he is he a free agent? I don't know. That's 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 something that you're. Uh, I don't know if he's restricted or unrestricted. Um, yeah, he's a restricted free agent, so he can't sign. Oh, okay. Things. So he's yeah. So he's not going anywhere. We were actually hanging out by the McLeods and the Bastion family out in front of uh, the Rock last night. Oh, really? Yeah. He looks just like his old man. Well, ha- yeah, and his brother looks. His brother looks very similar to him too. And you look at the Oilers are, you know. Oilers are doing, yeah. Well, they're they're losing now, but um, how great would that be to you know have a one son on the Oilers and one on the Devils and then playing for a cup? That would be pretty good to be a McLeod then. Um, Trevor Zegers was in the building last night. Um, it was it was a real shame. I mean, to come out and be that flat and look that uninspired really was it was kind of heartbreaking because there's a very good chance. I mean, you see how much the the um, having the last change makes a difference in, in this series and to go into Carolina after the team just looked totally deflated and coming out in the second period and the third period, the team, there was no life. There was no life in the yeah. building either. It was yeah. like, not, was, not, for, not for nothing. You, you got to give Carolina their props too. I mean, Carolina did look good. Yeah. I mean, it's stall was just stripping the puck from everyone. 26 it was, turnovers to two. Yeah. That so. pretty much sums up the whole game, regardless of who you have in net. And, and regard, you know, one person isn't turning the puck over 26 times. And if you're only turning, if you're only getting, getting two takeaways, that means that no one on your team is taking away the puck either. 26 to two sums up this entire game to me, regardless of who is in net regardless of whether there were 11 forwards and seven defensemen or if Luke Hughes didn't look good or if Jesper Brett is worth $7 million. I don't think any of it really matters. When we talk about last night, the Devils were sloppy and they were uninspired and they really just did not take care of the puck and handle their business. And you had a team that came in who was not going to let what happened on Sunday happen to them again who has veteran experience and are a bunch of grown men and have been in a position like this before. And they took advantage of a young devil's team and they brought them to the woodshed. And it was, it was not, it was ugly, man. It was real ugly, but the only positive I got from that game last night is that I wasn't up there for it. (laughs) If you got to give away $1,100 worth of tickets, that's the game you want to give it away to. Well, tickets were going for like 200 bucks last night. So, um, it, well, I'm just telling you what I paid for them. It's like that's if you if you're gonna if you're gonna lose that much money on tickets, it's like, yeah, you're better off sitting at home for that one. Totally. And like I said, I left during the second intermission, and um, a lot of people did. It's like I had work in the morning, and it's you know, I, I if it was if it was game, listen, if it was a the game that clinched the series, right. I would have been, I would have hung around and saluted the team. But I not, felt bad. I'm, I, I'm not about to like give them a send off when they still have some of the series left. That's kind of like they don't no, need that either. No, it's like, absolutely. I'm sure the team doesn't want to want to fake goodbye. Like 
It's like, right. no, you still have a chance to go and win the next game. It's like there's still exactly. more series to be played. There's no reason to be, you know, saluting us See, now. Wait till the series is over. You know what I mean? So Series against uh, Philadelphia. We came back from, from three to one. So wound up winning the series. There, there's really, this is a very tough situation to be put in, and it does not look good. And to be honest, Carolina is a better team than us, and that's why they finished I was one of the only two teams above us in the standings all year, and they held their they held their place in the standings all year too. And it's like this is by what happens. One point, this by what, one point, this is what and then when you, you lose play a good team. Like this is, and what then happens. you lose Svechnikov. It's like you lose top guys, and you could still play at that level. It's well, they like, lost Teravainen too. Exactly, they they're. they're losing top top scorers but the, and, these are yeah. these this is an experienced team who knows what they're doing and you could tell they're just kind of they've had their way with the devils this has been it's it's okay for a team to lay a dud like they did on sunday but for the rest of, so far in this series they have dominated play it's been very no they dominant. have they have so it's like uh it's weird to me that you're losing by five to five goals every night four goals every night that's not really commonplace in the playoffs they're typically close games um we've only had one game go to overtime in 11 games that's kind of strange i mean you would like it to really think that is. the devils would keep it closer but i feel like once they let up that goal or they're down a goal or they're down two goals the wheels completely fall off of the team and they look like they are abandoning ship on their scheme and on their you know yeah, it because it didn't good. happen during the regular season. It doesn't look good. I mean, like we it. didn't get this during the regular season. You wonder why it's happening now. I don't know. I think the I think the teams that I think like you're playing against a team, especially in Carolina, to where they're not going to let you get off off the mat. To where you might have been, you know, you play versus you come back versus a team versus Buffalo or a game versus you know Anaheim or something like that. Carolina is not about to let you get back into it. It's like right, they know when right. you're down and out. They're they're they smothered us. They smothered us last night. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully, um, hopefully we get another home game. Yeah, hopefully get one more home game. And um, you know, Nico said it in the press conference today, or I guess it was yesterday or today, where he's like, "If you don't think that we're going to win the next game, don't bother coming with us to Carolina." So that's 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 good. That's uh, exactly what you want your captain to say. Yeah, but um, regardless of what happens, we'll have a podcast after tomorrow's game. Um, Dad, thanks for hopping on with me. And in the meantime, uh, I hope everybody has a great week. And we'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you after the game on Thursday. You've been listening to the Trap Podcast. And my name is Bill Lodge. Thanks, Bill. Bye.